San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening, everybody. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFNB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. All these podcasts are commercial-free at iymoney.com. And there's an app for 760 KFNB if you'd like to listen on one of your devices live. And now time to introduce the name, main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinary. He's an accomplished marathon runner. He's a best-selling author and lecturer. And he is a family office expert advising several high net worth families and a philanthropist and good evening richard how are you <laughs> having a great evening joe enjoying the hot weather again here in san diego absolutely after a couple of days of rain earlier this week although october is always one of my favorite months i always always liked october so it's yeah uh, it's we tend gonna... to get good weather and the ocean's real blue so it's pretty mm-hmm. i'm just waiting for the el nino to kick in and then uh, we'll all get our canoe and paddle around <laughs> well climate change yes if you don't believe it's happening well then you weren't here in san diego this summer yeah I wonder if the, uh, I, mean, I was here in 82, I believe it was 82, when the Crystal Pier got uh, damaged quite heavily, and they had to replace a lot of it, and um, oh, I'm just, and I know we've had some other, you know, stormy stormy winters uh, after that, too, but uh, this one's... We'll seems- see. It can rain after Thanksgiving, Joe, but not until then. Well, we'll see just how so, it goes. Just so you know how the universe is supposed to handle things. <laughs> Putting that out there. Yes, any other big issues or items before we get no, to the no, show? No, no, we got a really cool show. I'm breaking out my pink running shoes. Well, everyone's wearing pink. The NFL's wearing a lot of pink. I Have you noticed that. that? Yeah, I was watching the Monday night game, watching the Detroit Lions get robbed by the officials. They had a lot of pink towels and pink shoes and pink socks. And there'll be a lot of pink on uh, November 1st, right, when we have the uh, Race for the Cure. Uh, there will be. That's Balboa, why I got my pink running shoes Balboa now. Balboa Park. Here because come, we have a guest. Which is very relevant to the, today's show. Exactly. I'm trying to lead in here with colors. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help you lead. All right. <laughs> Do you want to introduce Lorraine Hutchinson, or should I? Well, you already did, but I'll okay, do it. Even, I'll, I'll try. I'll try to add a little more detail to it. Go so ahead. anyway, our esteemed guest uh, this evening has a distinguished career. I just found out she was with the fire department for 25 years. Where so our buddy we, Maurice Luquet was for a number yeah, of years. Yeah, we can get into that. But yeah. she is the um, well, she is a breast cancer survivor first and foremost. But she is also the director of community relations for the Susan G. Komen Foundation here in San Diego. And her name is Lorraine Hutchinson. And Lorraine, how are you? Welcome to our show. I'm good, Joe. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Thank you, Joe. We've got a special guest, too. That would be my wife, Mary Musio, who owns The Brighter Side. Mary with an I. M-A-R-I. The Brighter Side are boutiques for women with cancer. One location in Solana Beach, one in La Mesa. And the rumor is, Mary, there might be a third one coming soon. Where? That oh is my. true. Chula Vista. Chula Vista. You have another store due? My God. You don't, yeah. you don't even look uh, pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, watch it. Yeah, so. giving birth. Well, it's like giving birth, isn't it, when you open another store? I guess it is. It's okay. That's yeah, when you start a new saying. business, it's like having kids. Your life gets mm-hmm. back to normal in about 25 years. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Richard, that was one of your better ones in the oh, last... thanks, Joe. I've been waiting four years for that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're the only one that laughs at his jokes. <laughs> yeah. If oh, I didn't have Joe, nobody would laugh you know, at my you jokes. You got me going now between you and Just the chicken. Kidding. Yeah. Between you and the chicken, my God. That was a, that was a laugh-a-thon. That was a good show. The famous chicken. But let's get to Lorraine, because it's a big deal. There's there's more than one Komen event coming up. Yes. But Lorraine, um, you've got an interesting background, because you recently retired, I see, as the 
Your title was the, well, fill me in. Your title was? I was, was... A dep- one of eight deputy chiefs in the city of San Diego. Okay. For how many years? I was a firefighter for 25 years. Oh, wow. Well, let's back up a little bit more. So born and raised where before you even got to San Diego or are you native? No, I was born and raised in Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, my gosh. I came out oh, to boy, San I bet you're Diego. glad Whoa. you're not there right now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you still have family back wet. there? I do. I have my Ooh. mom's back there. Ooh, I, checked doing okay? up, I checked on her last night. Oh, no, she's doing good. Good. So I moved here in 1982 mm-hmm. to go to college, and so I've been here since then. College where, where San Diego State? or uh... I went to a lot of colleges, okay. probably all of them. Okay, good. <laughs> I finally graduated from National University. Excellent, excellent. And joined the fire department as a firefighter? I did. I started as a firefighter. I advanced through the ranks of firefighter engineer. Now how many women were in that class? There aren't that many women. Actually, I probably had the largest class of women um, in the history, we had about wow. 14 women in, in our academy. But oh, wow. We had 42 people. We started off with 42 people. So right now, there are how many women firefighters do you think they're out there? Well, I know um, you're retired. Not, not very good now. Um, we are probably down to less than 40. We mm. probably had closer to 100 when I came on. Wow. So we are actively recruiting, and um, I'm actually helping them with that. And well. how many total firefighters in our whole system here do you think? Um, probably about 1,100. So 40 out of 1,100. Yeah. Not well, it's hard work. I mean, right? I mean, I know you have, you can do it, but you know, you, you have the physicality, but um, I can't see Mary here, you know, with a hook and ladder. <laughs> You'd be right? surprised. Could you do that? You'd be surprised. Maybe. You haven't seen Mary work out at, you, you haven't seen Mary work out at the gym. Oh, really? well, she's in good shape. She I can tell strong. that. Better shape than me, but I'm not a firefighter either, so. <laughs> you can't let size fool you. We're, we're That's right. That. That's true. Mm-hmm. Although I know if the if the house is on fire, I'm going I'm going right out the window. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll bounce a little bit, but I don't care. <laughs> anyway, so twenty so you started as a firefighter. Uh, which where'd you serve in the city, and then you eventually moved into the P- PR or something, or tell us no, all your different positions. Um, I started out as a firefighter. I was a firefighter for about seven years, and then I promoted to engineer, which is the person that drives. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at a lot, a lot of stations. Um, I worked downtown, Little Italy. I worked in South Bay and San Ysidro. Um, and then, I, you know, promoted to engineer. I did that for a couple of years, and then I promoted to captain. I was a captain for about four years, and then I promoted to battalion chief. And I was a battalion chief for about two years. And then um, Chief Jarman promoted me to a deputy chief. Wow. Yeah. Are there any significant, uh, like uh, the most harrowing events or the, the most devastating, anything that sticks out in your career that uh, any highlights? I mean, you weren't here for the PSA crash in 78, I don't think, right? No, now. but I was here for both of the wildfires, 2003 and 2007. Oof. Boy, never forget those. Yeah, those really taxed the department and Both and in the October. Both mm. in October. Um, this year's proven to be a, a tough vegetation year as well um not so much here in san diego but we've had strike teams go up north um a lot in the last couple of months so i often thought i say we like i'm still a part of the department yeah. but <laughs> well i just had this up and then we'll obviously we'll get current with uh okay. with Coleman foundation but uh i often thought maybe they could just cut a big swath of um uh, out there in the east county to try to prevent like a big fire break yeah uh, but i don't know if that's feasible economically or whatnot but when these things get a uh, get roaring, it's 
you know, those embers can go for miles, right? I they mean, do. They do. And, and it's really the wind-driven fires uh, that are the worst. Everything mm-hmm. can line up, but it's really the wind that will cause the devastation. Yeah, because fires. the fire jumps through the air, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's hope we uh, get through the winter without too much problem yes, this year. But um, so anyway, you, you're now the director of community relations for Susan G. Coleman. Does, does that mean that you recently retired from the? Um, I did. Okay. I retired in June. Um, okay. I had a short six weeks, kind of. I call it a vacation now since I went back to work, mm-hmm. and then I accepted a position with Susan G. Coleman. Hmm. Okay. okay. And it's a natural transition from what I was doing before. I feel like I was saving lives there, and I'm saving lives with Susan G. Komen by Mm -hmm. providing awareness and education to breast cancer risk. And Mary and I were at um, the 2014 run, and I remember you were the um, Race for the Cure honorary survivor, right? You remember that, Richard? I remember that. Yes, (laughs) I was there. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'd like to get into your whole breast cancer survival uh, process, and, and, and we have about um, a minute to the break, but we can start. The, when did you first detect that you had an issue? So the reason I tell my story is because I didn't do everything perfect, mm-hmm. and I like for people to know what I did wrong so that they can do it the right way. I had actually gone in for a mammogram, and they called me back and said, we need you to come back in for a follow-up. Nothing to worry about. Just give us a call. Well, the part of that I heard was nothing to worry about. Mm. And I was in a busy position. I was the director of logistics at the fire department, and I was in school. And so I knew that I would go back, but it was going to be on my time because mainly I thought the main reason is I didn't think that I had a a great risk for breast breast cancer because I have no one in my family with Mm. breast cancer. Mm. Well, let's pause it right there because we have to take a break. We'll get more detail with Lorraine Hutchinson from the Susan G. Komen Foundation and How to Survive Cancer right after this. Hang on. All right, we are back with Lorraine Hutchinson, Director of Community Relations for the Susan G. Komen Foundation here in San Diego, talking about her personal experience with breast cancer and what to do and what not to do. So uh, where would you like to pick up, Lorraine? So I'll just say again that they had called me back to come back in for a follow-up mammogram, and I kind of took my time going back, waited for several months until I changed positions and I had graduated from school. And what age were you when this all was happening? I was 48. Okay. And, and so I just really felt like I had time to go back and really didn't think there was going to be anything wrong. I went in and that day they did a repeat mammogram. They also did an ultrasound and they got me in immediately for a biopsy. So I knew it wasn't good then. Mm -hmm. And in four days they called me and told me I had breast cancer. But did you have any um, personal symptoms at at all or nothing? No. See, isn't that, that's why you need those mammograms. So how long did you take to go back in when they said, well, give us a call? How long did you wait? I'll never really tell exactly how long, but it was several months. Several months. Okay. But see, that's, a, that's an important thing for women to know. You could have absolutely no symptoms, no pain, no bumps or anything and or lumps, and you could still be having an issue, right? That's absolutely true. And a mammogram um, found my cancer. And so early detection is the key. There's really no reason for women to die of breast cancer anymore, mm-hmm. but they do. Um, just early detection... 99% of the most common breast cancer is survivable. Mm-hmm. So, and, and Mary, Mary Musio, owner of the brighter side, you, you actually serve women who are going through this or are survivors. How, how young have some of your clients been? I had a woman that was 29 years old recently. Wow. 
seen a lot of women in their late 30s, women that have just given birth, a lot of women in their 40s now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is it the same with cervical cancer as well? I mean, you can have no pain or any issues and also appear there. Hmm. So, so you, you fairly quickly then moved into treatment? I did. Uh, within four weeks, I had a mastectomy. And then I started chemotherapy. I had four rounds of chemo, so that was a total of about four and a half months. And then I kind of slowly got back to work. The thing with chemo is that it takes a long time for that to get out of your system. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you feel bad for a long time. But, you know, the journey was one that, while I wouldn't wish it on anybody, I feel like um, I'm a better person because of it. And you probably hear that from anybody who has struggled or had challenges, medical challenges. You, mm-hmm. you know, it's how you get through at the other end that mm-hmm. really counts. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so that was that experience the first time that you really became familiar with the Susan G. Komen and, and the work that they're doing? It was. They actually reached out to me through a friend of mine that did, does some work with the fire department. She kind of introduced them to me. And, you know, the reason they sought me out is because the statistic that is very alarming, but uh, 40 African-American women die at a 41% higher rate than Caucasian women of breast cancer. Wow. Hmm. And there's not any single reason. Um, there are a lot of reasons, but we're trying to rewrite that narrative and change the things that we can change. It's an awareness issue, isn't awareness it? Awareness issue. Yeah. Um, we go in and we're usually late stage. Mm-hmm. And I'm very fortunate that my cancer was not aggressive because I could have been one of those statistics. Mm-hmm. So, I, like I said, I'm not embarrassed to tell my story. Kind of embarrassed, but um, I put all that aside because if I can stop somebody else from doing the same thing that I did, that's Well, you, you shouldn't important. be embarrassed at all because many, many people, I'm guilty of the same thing with regard to health issues. You put mm-hmm. things down the road because you got something important going on in your life. Mm-hmm. and Or you think it's important. Or you think but, it's important. So uh, we don't like disclosing age here, and we sort oh, of did, you. but uh, how long ago was that? So that was two years ago. I'm two 50 years. now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. The, uh, the Susan G. Komen provides what? I mean, free mammogram screening and, um, and any other kind of cancer screening? They do uh, free mammograms and breast cancer. They, they do breast cancer, mm-hmm. and they provide treatment, services, and support for the entire length of the breast cancer journey. So mm-hmm. if you if a woman is uninsured or they're underinsured or in any way disenfranchised and cannot pay for a mammogram, Susan G. Komen is there and they will provide them a free mammogram. Also, if they're diagnosed and they have to have more diagnostic tests, MRIs, um, any kind of treatment, chemotherapy, radiation, they will even provide uh, if you need transportation or you need childcare, you need meals while you're going through treatment, it is really the only organization out there that will supply that through your whole absolute journey. And, and so. what age would be the ideal, you know, earliest age to, to um, get screened, would you say? So the, if you're at average risk, which means just getting older and being a woman, you're at average risk, you should get of mammogram at 40 years old. Mm-hmm. You should start getting clinical breast exams. That's where you go in and the doctor examines your breast at 20 and every three years you should do that. Mm-hmm. And then at 40, then you should have a clinical breast exam every year and a mammogram. Hmm. If you have, if you're at higher risk, which means 
someone in your family, immediate family, your mom, your sister, your grandmother has cancer, then you want to start that earlier. And the number is 35, but, you know, just go in and see what your doctor says on that. Now, what do you think? There was one famous actress, I, you probably know the name, but she had a preemptive. Angelina, yeah. Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Jolie. Mm-hmm. Um, she and, had the BRCA test. Yeah. And she was positive, mm-hmm. which means that she was more likely than not going to get cancer. So she, uh, yes. And a preemptive. Mm-hmm. I guess with the uh, all the gene research and the genome project uh, uh, that, that we've accomplished, uh, we're, we're able to tell more about our personal predictive analysis about our, our, our health situation, right? Yes. And, and it's coming. Absolutely. And there's some research grants out right now in San Diego at UCSD um, where they're trying to, to be able to predict what it is in your makeup that causes cancer so that they can treat it before you even get hmm. cancer. So Isn't that something? Th- yeah. Research takes a long time, but um, we have We've come so far from 1980 when Susan G. Komen first started till we are now. It used to be the survival rate was 76% if you got cancer. Mm-hmm. Now it's 99% survival rate as long as it's detected early. Well, I saw st- uh, st- uh, I guess a Harvard uh, medical school professor said 85, 85% of all cancer is uh, curable or preventable if you catch it early enough. Yep. Yeah. Now, how early is early and which cancers are we talking about? I don't know, but uh, I mean, obviously... Early detection is, is key, and I guess in almost every medical situation, right, Richard? Yeah, I agree. So, so Mary, question because you you serve cancer survivors, uh, but most of your clients, did, is what's going on really really change your life dramatically? I mean, financially, how they spend their time, work. What do you see? How, I mean, how significant are the changes in their life when they get diagnosed? Oh, a lot of these women cannot work because of the chemotherapy. It makes them sick. A lot of these women get depressed. Mm. Um, yeah, their life changes significantly. A lot of them are um, on disability. I've read where it can change relationships, like with boyfriends, spouses, family, um, oh, all yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. Well, you know, I helped the founder of the wellness community. Are there any other, I don't know how, um, you know, I think they're out of gross right now. Are there any other support organizations for cancer uh, patients and their families or people? We, we didn't use the word patient even. We used to said people with cancer. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We, we provide grants to a number of organizations through our grant program that provide services to people with cancer. You have the Jewish Family Services who will provide uh, income if, if people can't pay their mortgage or they can't pay certain hmm. Uh, bills that they have to have, they will help them with that. Um, meals, right? Meals with uh, Mama's Kitchen provides meals. Then we have clinics that will provide the diagnostic services, the mammograms. And so, yeah, that we, we have a list of the support services. And um, It's great that you collaborate like that yes. because obviously people need all the help, the help they can get. So, And Mary, you've got a really cool charity too, right? We do, the Virginia Ann Schooneman Charity, and we provide prosthetics and bras wigs, head coverings to women that are uninsured and underinsured, free of charge. Hmm. Plus the service that goes along with, for example, styling a wig. and <laughs> Yes, styling, yeah. and they have to be cut and sewn. and named, named after the late wife of who was the first baseman on my old over 38 baseball team, <laughs> John Schooneman. There you go. And Anne, so... 
Well, we're coming up on our next break. Yeah, we want to talk about some events when we come back from the break. But get over to ComanSanDiego.org if you want uh, to know more. We'll be right back with Lorraine Hutchinson and more about the Susan G. Komen Foundation right after new sports and weather. Hang on. We are back at the second with the second half of the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life. And now it's time for Richard to thank our sponsors. A big thank you to our sponsors. As always, could not do this without them. UBS, Michael Caranta and Drew Fetus with the award-winning UBS at the top of the list. Our favorite CPAs on the planet. Two different groups. Jason Kruger with Signature Analytics, by far and away the best CFO service here on the West Coast. Offices in five locations and as far east as Denver. More traditional CPAs, accounting and tax return preparation. That would be Polito Epic CPAs, Don Epic and Paul Polito in lovely San Marcos, sort of getting through the October 15th deadline for all those extension returns, and they're doing a great job of doing that. Carl Sheeler with Berkeley Research Group. Carl has a great new book out. I just reviewed it. And Carl and Berkeley Research Group help business owners understand the risks that drive the values of their businesses. They find ways to reduce those risks so that the value of the business increases. Also, Joel Grushkin with Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. Now, to save all or to protect all this money that Joel Grushkin and Carl Sheeler are saving you, we have Geiger Law Offices, Brenda Geiger, specializing in asset protection and estate planning. If you need a place to store all that money, how about California Republic Bank? That was last week's guest with Lane Elliott, a very interesting niche bank, very specialized, now with a new branch in UTC, working with wealthy families who own real estate and businesses, and working with family offices. Also, Hub International, also known as Mars Maddox Insurance, Neil Staley, by far and away the best employee benefits firm that we know. Very important topic, given health care reform. The LG Experience in the Lombardi Group, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. We have a big continuing education event going on at La Costa, Omni La Costa, on November 2, 3, and 4. Yes, indeed, women's professional tennis is coming back to San Diego, specifically Park Hyatt Aviara in Carlsbad Thanksgiving week. We don't have enough to do with our Oceanside Turkey Trot, where we're expecting 18,000 people Thanksgiving morning. We're going to run a tennis tournament, too. Check out cldclassic.com. And last but certainly not least, the Ending Elder Financial Abuse Alliance, headed up by Paul Hines with Hearthstone Private Wealth Management. A great organization or charity that helps prevent financial elder abuse here in San Diego. So again, big thank you to Paul Hines for doing that, as well as being a sponsor and Joe, um, how can our great listeners find out more about our sponsors that Courtney Laver with PopX Graphics, soon to be married, I think, in January, Courtney Laver. Congratulations there, Courtney. How can they find out more? Well, all they have to do is get over to IYMoney.com, get their cursor over to the Sponsor tab. There's a drop-down menu there. They can learn all about our, our sponsors with their contact information and their their bios right there. And I know they've all been working with you for many, many years. In some cases, almost 30 years, which I hate <laughs> to admit. Oh, Mary Musio, the brighter with, side. How do with, people with find you? With great success, Yeah, Richard. great success okay. is right. 30 years got, means have to a lot of success. <laughs> Mary Musio, how do people find the brighter side? mybrightersideco.com And again, locations in Solana Beach and the Solana Beach is 439 South Cedros Avenue, 92075. The La Mesa store is 5575 Baltimore Drive. That's like Baltimore and Lake Murray. Mm-hmm. 
So let's talk about doing fun events because this is sort of a serious discussion and cancer obviously is a very serious event. But I know Susan G. Komen does a couple of big events in San Diego every November. And um, maybe, Lorraine, you can tell us what's coming up. Should we Absolutely. start with the walk first? How did that ever come about and evolve? Because that became a big national, th- I mean, how many miles of people walked for my God, <laughs> right? So the 19th annual Race for the Cure is coming up November 2nd. Um, I'm sorry. November 1. November 1st yep. at Sunday. Balboa Park, mm-hmm. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the race starts at 8 o'clock. Registration starts at 630. And we'll also have registration the whole day before. So it's Halloween. Come in your Halloween costume, yep. and we'll give away some prizes. And, and Mary's running. See if you can catch her, because my wife is really, really fast. I won't be able to catch her. <laughs> <laughs> but so the race is, it's, it's a really dynamic event. It's very emotional. Um, you have people that come out there for different reasons. It's a fun event, but it's also to pay homage to loved ones that have been lost and, and loved ones who have survived. And it's just a good time for all, um, getting a team together. I have a team of about 25 people that we're walking and I'm trying to make that bigger. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of it is you're going out, you're doing something good for your body, you're spending time, quality time with family and friends, and you're doing it for a good cause because everything raised from the, and the walk is our number one fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And that's where we raise most of the money to be able to provide the it's always been, it's always been like a three day overnight thing. Well, right? no, that's, that's a separate event. That's a separate. That's I'm sorry. We'll this there. is a five k. Oh, okay. and a one mile. Oh, we're still talking about Balboa yeah. Park. I'm sorry. Yes, okay. yes. This is the one on November first. Okay. So, um, you know, get together a team, sign up. You can go to www.comansandiego.org/slash/race to sign mm-hmm. up. The fee is forty dollars. Um, but give some extra, please. Yes. Throw some extra money in it. It's the best cause on the planet. Well, a, a one-mile walk slash run. I mean, I could even do that. Well, Joe, so. it's a 5K. You got your short well, it's Joe. It's it was a 5K, also a 5K. Okay. But we added the one-mile because we didn't want right. to eliminate people that I know, you know it's a 5K, Richard. Right. I'm, I'm we, talking, we wanted to give an opportunity to people I'm talking like about you, the lowest, Joe, who the lowest, somewhat sedentary I'm talking recently. about the low bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Lorraine, yeah. have you run that race? I have. Okay. Yeah, even before I got breast cancer, I participated Nate. in the Susan G. Komen. Good. But the walk is always intriguing because, I mean, you see the sea of pink walking. The three-day walk, yeah. you mean. Yeah. <laughs> so and, we, and we have that out at the at the Race for the Cure as well. It's a sea of pink. People bring their costumes, and, and um, it's just really a fun time with, like I said, an emotional component, mm-hmm. and um, and people love it. So come out and join us. And it's a great and warm-up no, it's a race. Great, great warm-up race for the Oceanside Turkey Trot on Thanksgiving morning. Boy, <laughs> Richard, you're plugging Always everything. plugging my charity event. <laughs> but, but then later in And November, then we shuttle you right over to the tennis tournament. Exactly. There we go. exactly. Lots of stuff going on. But then later in November, you have the three-day walk, right? Yes. The three-day walk this year is November 20th through the 22nd. And that is, that is three days, 60 miles. And it, yes, that, that is quite an adventure and attracts the... Uh, a lot of the same people that do the race for the cure, but and how it, many cities does that go on? Because that's a big deal, right? I think it's about seven cities. Yeah. It used to be more, but um, I think it's about seven. So you cities do twenty now. miles, twenty a day. miles a day. Yeah, you've done and that it's one amazing. too. Amazing, I did. I I did it Whoa. for the first time uh, about four months after chemotherapy. Okay, wow. And it was actually wow. easier then 
because I think it was mind over matter for me. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to get back to normal. Yeah. And so it, it was easier for me than last year. Last year kind of hurt really bad. And it's going <laughs> to hurt really bad this year, too. But it is all I also have about the same team. And we just have a wow. fantastic time out there. And that's been going for how many years? That's been... That's 19. Oh, um, yeah. the three-day, I'm not sure yeah. how many years that's been. It's been quite a few years. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's ter- how many people in, in uh, you know, you think will enter this year out in this chapter? I guess it's this chapter. And where does in it start? In the Race for the Cure? Where does it, the walk, where does it start and end, the, um, the walk? The Race for the Cure on November 1st? No, the three-day walk. The three-day, well, they haven't put out the schedule yet, but it... Um, it typically doesn't change too much. It starts in Del Mar and it ends at uh, Petco Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you tend so, to see it along the coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you do say you do t- you, there's 60 miles in there somewhere, I guess. Yeah, uh, there's about 20 miles a day, but one day is a little less than 20, and mm-hmm. then one day is a little more than 20. So, so did you camp out or did you go five star hotel? At, uh, in the evening? <laughs> I, I'm kind of a diva. I don't uh, <laughs> camp out, but. We have a really good time. And we have a really good support network as well. We we rent a condo right on the water. Okay. And wow. We have firefighters cook for us. And oh my yeah, god, it's really awesome. You've come join I'll our join team. Your team. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You want to go to the fire station, man? Mm-hmm. What, Check out the firefighters what time do we? Eat? Oh, I'm sorry. What time do we eat? That's all I want to know about. So, but. Uh, Anyway, we're coming up on our next break here, I think, right about now. So but we'll come right back with Lorraine Hutchinson from the Susan G. Komen Foundation, Director of Community Relations, right after this break. Hang on. All right, we're back with Lorraine Hutchinson from the Susan G. Komen Foundation. And over to Richard to uh, ask some final questions. Well, let's assume that you don't want to race for the cure and try to chase my wife who's running like a 730 pace for 3.1 <laughs> miles. And let's assume you don't want to walk for the cure. And that's just around the, the house. <laughs> that's it. Let's assume you don't want to walk for the cure because 60 miles is a long way. That's about 98 for clo- 98 kilometers for those of you who you know, like metric. But um, can you do other things for the cure? Yes. Actually, tomorrow for one delectable day, you can dine out for the cure. Now that's up my alley. And Joe, that, you're listening? that appeals mm-hmm. to a whole different audience. All right. Um, San Diegans and restaurant owners can participate in dine out for the cure. We have participating restaurants. They're listed on our website, and I'll name a few. But they have agreed to donate 10 to 25% of the profits that they make tomorrow to wow. Susan G. Komen. So we all have to eat, right? Mm-hmm. What what better way to eat knowing that your money is going to a good cause? Mm-hmm. And again, um, and I didn't explain where the money goes for Susan G. Komen, but I know a lot of people have that question. 75 cents of every dollar stays right here in San Diego to benefit the women and support the women who cannot afford service, support, and treatment. That's great. 25% actually goes to international research. So every dollar is accounted for and every dollar goes to a good cause. So... If you go out tomorrow, and my birthday is Thursday, but oh. we are celebrating breakfast, lunch, and dinner tomorrow so that I have the opportunity to dine at three of the participating restaurants that are uh, participating in Dine Out for the Cure. So I am asking well, let's, you let's, to Let's do that plug those well. restaurants. What are, what are the Okay, names? so some of them, um, McFadden's Downtown, mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A and mm-hmm. Quarry Creek, Uh Sally's Seafood on the Water at the Manchester Grand Hyatt. Mm-hmm. Yanni's Bar and Grill. That's where I'll be tomorrow evening. 
And I'm going to pyology for lunch. Okay. And I think I'm going to okay. uh, studio diner. Studio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of course. I'm going there in the morning. And then my very favorite, favorite place is Nothing But Cakes. And, <laughs> and since it's, I'm going to be celebrating my birthday, I am definitely Flower going Hill there. Flower Hill Nothing But Cakes. Yeah. So a Libra. All right. I am. Where is Nothing But Cakes? That's There's one, there's one off, off Friars Road. Uh, off Friars Road. That's uh, right. Yeah. Just east of Fashion Valley. But uh, I know Susan G. Komen uh, contributes more money towards cancer research than any other organization on the planet except for the U.S. US government, government, right? That yeah. is correct. Wow. That is correct. Wow. So always know that you're, um, you know, the pink, everybody sees the pink, and a lot of people don't even really know what is behind the pink. But it's so powerful, and it's done such good work um, for so many years. Uh, Susan G. Komen was founded in 1980. Um, it was founded in 1995 here, and we have uh, donated so much money to, to such a good cause. And also a big thank you here to um, Channel 8 and KFMB, because they are big supporters here of Susan G. Coleman. I saw the brochures right up on the yep, front desk. the brochures desk are on the front desk so, when you came in. and So they're probably promoting it across all platforms Absolutely. Here, I, would, I would hope. TV and we and appreciate radio. that. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So the concept of self-awareness, can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, I'm going to just tell you there's four simple things that we just need to remember for all health things prostate cancer any kind of cancer any kind of medical thing is know your risk so talk to your family find out what the risk is in your family and then talk to your doctor and find out Mm -hmm. what that means for you get screened so annually at 40 years old women need to go in for a mammogram no excuses put it on your calendar and treat it like an appointment know what's normal for you so if you feel changes in your breast tissue tissue for women. Um, If it's something that doesn't go away in about a month, go in and have it checked. Don't just sit on it and say, oh, it's nothing, Um, because it could be something, and early detection is going to be the key. And then the last one, which is kind of difficult for a lot of us, is making healthy lifestyle choices. Mm -hmm. So exercising, eating right, um, all of those things are important to be aware of. Sleep's an important one. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say that dessert is okay for tomorrow for dining out for the cure. And then you can walk it off November 1st. Walk it off. <laughs> That's it. Walk it or run it off November 1st. Yes. Kind of like what the Chargers do on Sunday when they, after they... Uh, Maybe after another slow start, they sort of sleepwalk yeah. through the first quarter and then Pulling pick it up. up. Pick Pulling it up. Oh, boy. So speaking but, uh, of exercise, Mary Musio, you just signed up for something next April. Can you tell everybody what that is? You got to put it out there. What did you sign oh, up for? Oh, that would be table? the Boston Marathon. That's what oh that would be. I've signed up, but I haven't heard anything yet. Oh, you'll get in. Don't worry. <laughs> Richard awesome. alone, you a bag of ice from his time there. <laughs> exactly. Gosh. Yeah, Boston Marathon. So that's, R- that's actually Richard lost, what did you lose, 11 pounds? I lost 11 pounds, yeah. yeah. One day. Car- and carrying 10 pounds of ice, right? Carrying 10 pounds of ice. That was during that heat wave back then. So, so. Lorraine, how, how are you finding working with Susan G. Komen? I mean, you're fairly new, only there for about a month. Has it been I what am. you expected, a lot of fun? Absolutely. I love being able to help people through my experience, and so it's the job for me. And we, we've had Laura Farmer-Sherman on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, Wonderful um, boss. Yeah, great, great person, also yeah. a survivor. She doesn't mm-hmm. mind us saying that out loud. Um, I know, Mary, you're going to have a booth at the events. Yes, we are. I'm going to be there helping out before I go run, too, or I try to catch you, but I never do. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, where is the Susan G. Komen office in San Diego? I'm not even sure where it's it is. It's on Murphy Canyon. Oh, okay. It's actually right down the street from the Chargers. Chargers Park, okay. Mm-hmm. If you could find the Chargers, you can find Susan G. Komen. Very yes. good to know. So, yeah. How many affiliates in the country now? Do you know? Komen uh, uh, affiliates? I meant to look that up and I forgot. I will get back to you on okay, that. Okay, that's okay. I know it's a lot. I know how many we have in, in California. How many? We have 11. 11 well, in well, there's eight because, um, like, the Bay Area, they combine oh, sure. a number of them. So yeah. there's eight. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the, by the numbers, um, you know, I, I would I would hope that insurance companies would get to their policyholders, you know, and and notify them, hey, you're due for a screening. Do they do these things? And, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's a lot of the underserved public that that foregoes the screening or isn't aware. So we have to do better with that, right? Which yes. is, I think I think the Affordable Care Act was more about prevention. Uh, so hopefully mm-hmm. hopefully it is making an impact. Has that been your experience, or are you seeing more of that, uh, Lorraine? Um, I believe that it provides access, but the unintended consequence of the Affordable Care Act is the deductible is so high Mm. because the the lowest price policy is Mm -hmm. low. It's Mm -hmm. about $250 a month, but the deductible is Mm $5,000. So if you're deciding if you're going to feed your family or you're going to go in for a mammogram and you have to pay that high deductible, which one are you going to do? So it, it was meant to help, and I think in some ways it does, but like I said, there were unintended well, consequences. I, you know, I still think the insu- the insurance industry wrote most of it, and and they're and they're apparently not happy still. So I don't know. Well, and, they're uh, never happy. And but, uh, uh, you know, and they're factoring ri- and risk into premiums. I mean, yeah. I think people should just get the the inexpensive preventive care they need, and, mm-hmm. and it would it would save a save lot of so money. So many big problems. Yeah. So Lorraine, as a survivor, how often do you go back for checkups? I go back every year now. It was. Um, Every, well, I see my oncologist every six months, okay. but I get my mammograms every year. In fact, I'm getting it this month. Okay. Well, we're in a, we have about two minutes left, so anything. So can I say something else sure, then? Sure. Absolutely. You talked about insurance, and you talked, and I, and I was just talking about deductibles. So Susan G. Komen can help with those deductibles. So for some people that can't afford to pay that high deductible, that's where we step in. That's so, great information to know. Yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. most people don't know what we really do. And mm-hmm. so... Um, Calling 211 is their first step, and they have all the information about the services that we provide. We don't technically give out money. What we do is grant it to other organizations that Mm -hmm. fund uh, the treatment services and supports that we give. That's great. That is great. Well, I guess we are in the home stretch here. Let us give the website again. It's Komen, K-O-M-E-N, San Diego dot org slash race if you're interested in again, getting Again, that, that race would be the November 1. Right. Mm-hmm. It's 5K Sunday. in Balboa Park, and then about three weeks after that, the three-day walk. Yeah, it starts at 6th and Palm, happens. where a lot of great things happen. So, But anyway, we have to thank Mike Hanson, our board operator, for Mary making Mucio, this Mary Musio, thanks terrific. for coming in. Thank you, thank you, Richard. Good seeing you. Thank Lorraine, you. thank you. Thank you both. Yes, it's been a really terrific show. And next week, it's all about San Diego history with the director of marketing for the San Diego History Center, Matthew Schiff. we got to do some studying. Yes, we do. So, But all these podcasts are commercial-free on uh, iWayMoney.com. You have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Take care.